Throw. It would be nice to have a bug. Throw. It would be nice to have a bug. Throw. It would be nice to have a bug. Throw. It would be nice to have a bug. Throw. It would be nice to have a bug. Throw. It would be nice to have a bug. Throw. It would be nice to have a bug. Throw. I drank beer with my friends. Sometimes I had too many beers. I liked beer. I still like beer. Had beers, have some beers. One beer, drink beer, drinks beer, drank beer, and drinking beer. Upstairs, downstairs, where was it? I don't know, but I had one beer. Beer Center each week, Ralph Club biggest contributor. I like beer. I don't know if you, okay. you like beer, Senator, or not. Um, what do you like to drink? Next week. I had one beer. Friday. Yeehaw! Hanging out and having some beers with friends, which I gladly do and which I fully embrace. Well, you think it was your, Nope, there was one beer. Friday. <laughs> Oh, sure, rub it in. Hey, you, what do you mean? There's literally nothing stopping you from getting yeah, beer. Yeah, you could have got a beer. You're in a hotel, Yeah, John. you're not on the air tonight. You're not doing a game. You know, you know, you know how much how expensive hotel beers are? You, isn't there a that, gas station, I, like, across the street? Yeah, or a bodega. No, you're in Jersey. Not. Go to bodega. There's actually not. Oh, okay. There's actually, there's actually nothing within mm. decent walking distance to to buy uh, said said beer. Mm. It, I, I, it's weird. Mm. Most of the hotels we stay at are Ooh. close enough. So instead, oh. I'm going to have this delicious cranberry drink that oh I my. stole from the breakfast buffet. Gross. This morning. Stealing, John? Oh, oh man, stealing. it's leaking. Oh, no. That's what you get for stealing, you uh, thief. Okay, okay. There's no I mean, honor was, among this thief. Part of our nice, Nick. part of our breakfast buffet. It's nice. Like Brekkie buffet. Uh, Ray writes in there, coffee vanilla stout is fire. We do have uh, from Brickway their coffee vanilla stout, among many other brews as well, that they were kind enough mm-hmm. to donate to the Grum and to really to 1620 The Zone. John, if, if the folks tweet at us with the hashtag One Beer Friday. They could win a $25 gift card to Brickway. Nick is enjoying their, uh, their what's it called? The, it's the Jays? It's the Blue Jay Berry Blast. It's a vodka hard seltzer. Technically yeah. not a beer, mm. but very good and very blue. And very blue. Very cool. So, yeah, let us know what you're yeah, drinking. You can a, win 25 bucks. Yeah, that's a new partnership. They started with Creighton's NIL after that the Bird very Club. good. the... Uh, the Blue Jay Berry Blast. You have Cherry Limeade, Pineapple Mango. You know what it reminds all of me Brickway's of? Brickway's Alias Vodka Hard Seltzers made with natural flavors and are only wow. 98 calories wow. in it. And there's probably not a lot of sugar in there, so it's not going to rot your, your already oh. rotted teeth. They're not rotted. They just needed clean. Just a deep, I've deep never clean. had a cavity. They just needed to numb his mouth, John. His teeth are fine. Numb they said it numbed I've his never mouth. had a cavity, though, so nothing is rotting. Mm. I, I famously went... Gosh, this was 20 years ago. I famously went like six or seven years without visiting the dentist. Me too. I I did not have to visit the dentist three different times to get my teeth deloused. Well, I'm sorry they care about me and my health, John. Or they just want you to spend money with them. 
it's all through insurance. But yeah, anyway, let us know what you're drinking. Or maybe you it's like it. scraping barnacles off the Titanic. Scraping Bart off the Titanic? Barnacles. barnacles. You don't need to scrape oh, barnacles off the Titanic, John. It's already sunk. I thought he was they live about, there now. That's thought, their house. I thought he was talking about Bart. But yeah, let us know what you're drinking. You can win $25 to our friends at Brickway. And thank you to them and the Nebraska Craft Brewers. Uh, before John interrupted me with very good copy points for this seltzer. <laughs> good actually. job, John. Uh it reminds me of if you had a blue freezy pop mm-hmm. and you had the juice at the bottom. Sure. But a little less sugary than that, but it still has the vibe of that. It has the vibe. Let me see the can. Let me see the can. Show me the can. Show us the can. Look at these cans. Yeah. Look at these cans. That's nice. Cool. Yeah, very cool. The Thank breasts. The uh, breasts. Yeah. No, the can. The can, Nick. The can. Mm. The can. Yeah. The can. Nice. I like that a lot. Okay. Well, we're glad you could join us here. Whatever it is you're drinking, send us that picture. Use the hashtag one beer Friday and you could win from Brickway and the Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild. So with this weekend's games, obviously there's a lot at stake. You've got teams that are trying to extend their legacy. The Chiefs trying to, you know, further entrench themselves as this generation's most dominant franchise. You have the Bills questing for that first ever Super Bowl. You have the Ravens, really, Lamar Jackson and everything he's doing. The Lions making this first playoff run in 30-plus years, trying to win multiple playoffs, multiple playoffs, I believe for the first time in franchise history, because when they won the NFL championship, there was only but one game, the NFL championship game. Um, Plus, you got the Texans and the Packers, the youngest team in the playoffs, the 49ers, all of these great storylines coming up this weekend. But we thought we would take a look at what is at stake for these franchises and maybe some of the players within said franchises yeah. in this weekend's play-in game. So, playoff New York game. so let's go in, let's go in chronological order okay. of the games in which they will be played. Of course, tomorrow afternoon we will start in Baltimore with the Ravens and the Texans. And I think for, for me, this one is very simple. This is about Lamar Jackson. Yep. Lamar Jackson has had, I I think I described it earlier as a checkered past. He hasn't even had that. He's had a terrible past with playoff games. One playoff win. If you look at his playoff log, and you're right, just one playoff win, that was against Tennessee in 2021. If you look at his quarterback rating, the average is 68 out the of 158.3. That's not nice. The best no. playoff rating he ever had was in his very first playoff game when they lost at home to the Chargers 23-17. to It was at 79. This is a guy who has three touchdowns, five interceptions in his playoff games. And Johnny's Famously about to be in two. the NFL MVP yeah. and yet does not play well in the postseason. His completion percentage in the playoffs is barely above 50%. I think a lot of this comes down to Lamar Jackson. If he is going to take that next step, we've always mentioned him, if not in the top tier of quarterbacks, at least in the second to the best tier of quarterbacks for the last five seasons. We put him there. But he's never been able to show it when the stage is the biggest and the lights are the brightest. To me, this is Lamar Jackson's playoffs. This is a chance for him to completely change the narrative on him, even with a guy like John Elway, who's kind of in a similar boat, right? At least he made it to the Super Bowl. At least People he made forget. it to the Super Bowl. He had playoff moments, the drive in Cleveland. He's had those moments, even pre 
winning Super Bowls. Lamar does not have a playoff moment. I'm not saying he has to have a big moment tomorrow against the Texans. They definitely need to win the game, but he's got to be a big reason why they won the game. And I think this is about this. What's at stake for Baltimore is really what's at stake for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's about to win his second MVP in five seasons. And if they were to lose in this one, that would be the second MVP season in which they lost in the first round. Uh, or their first game, rather, um, and did so, by the way, if they lose this one versus an AFC South team because, of course, they lost to the Titans a few years back as well. Th- this this would seem to be, John, a, a great opportunity um, to at least make it to the AFC title game, if not further than that. If they can't do it now, it's like, when can you do it? You're going against a rookie quarterback. Did you know that Jim Har- or John Harbaugh, excuse me, since they won the Super Bowl, he has not made it back to the AFC championship game? So this is a coach, we all view him very favorably, very favorably, I think, collectively. I know I do, and I think you do as well. We're big John Harbaugh fan. Like, he's a good coach. but he hasn't He's made, a very good coach. Hasn't made it back that. And so it's like, he suddenly would kind of get thrown into the, that same mix of, like, the Sean Payton, the Mike McCarthy, like, whoa, 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 what's up with these lack of deep playoff runs? Um, so I'm with you. I think the Ravens, it's all on them. This is a put-up-or-shut-up year. I mean, for the Texans. So, I mean, house money, John. House money house for them. Money. You know, the, the, I guess the thing that I would say, what's at stake is like, I think we all view C.J. Stroud as the best rookie quarterback, um, depending on what how we want to include like a Jordan Love into the conversation, one of, if not the best young quarterbacks in the game. But I mean, I think a win here and, and it's like definitive. The Panthers made a massive mistake and they will never be able to come back from it. And I think that you and I probably are already in that boat. But if they win this one and they go into the AFC Championship in year one under C.J. Stroud, he takes them farther than that franchise ever went with Deshaun. Um, I mean, just uh, massive. Uh, so yeah, they they have they are very house money. If they lose, and I think they will, um, I don't think we're going to view this as like, oh my gosh, they missed their window. No, this this would seem to be the beginning of the Texans' window. Whereas the Ravens, it seems like this is a you have to do it or else. And I know that the Texans have never won a divisional game. They are 0-4 all time. They are the only franchise of the 32 to never appear in a conference championship game. And I know some of that can be a little difficult because this is one of the youngest franchises. Yeah, they started in 0-2, yeah. So, I mean, in the NFL. Barely know, 20 years. So there's, there's a little bit of that history that you could say is at stake, but they are a big underdog. They are not the number one seed. They weren't supposed to be this far this fast they were not supposed to be the division champs be in the playoffs at all this season so i think you can almost forgive them even if they were to lose this time because you're right josh the door has just opened for them the window has just opened for them and their potential for long-term success so i agree with you i think the texans are playing with house money here if anything what tomorrow could bring is obviously the growing of the young legend of CJ Stroud, but also the growing of the, or or the breaking of the, the curse of the Ohio state quarterback, right? Sure. Ohio state quarterback. They've had so many good college quarterbacks over the last 25 years and none of them have panned out in the NFL. Well, here's an opportunity for one of them to do that. But outside of that, yeah, this is, this game is really more about Lamar Jackson and his playoff reputation than it is anything else. Yep. In the, uh, in the night game, 
I wonder if you want to start with the home team or the road team because one of the things that I was Go thinking... Go ahead, whichever one you want. I want to start with the Packers because I think the 49ers, you know, we can have a very similar conversation that we just did about the Ravens in maybe a little bit different way. But Green Bay, I think there's certainly some house money to, to what they're doing. They're a seven seed. A seven seed has literally never been in this moment before. Um, they have made it to the NFC Championship game one time. Or no, two times, excuse me, with Matt LaFleur. That said, this would, in my opinion, easily be the biggest win of his head coaching career. Along the way to their first NFC championship with him, um, in 2019, they beat Seattle at home. Uh, the second time was was against your Rams, uh, as you referred to them that year. The greatest defense of all time, if they win a Super Bowl, very famously. Uh, this would be easily the most impressive win, because they're playing a one seed, and they're playing a one seed as a, as a large dog. And you know how early in Aaron Rodgers' career, they needed that kind of, they needed that season to say, look, we made the correct decision in moving on from Favre, um, given that he took the Vikings to an NFC Championship game. I would say, I mean, first of all, I think they've already made the right decision in moving on from Aaron Rodgers for a variety of reasons. Uh, this is just a total hammer that nail down. We made the correct move. We are betting on the right guy. We made the right move to draft him. I mean, it really just uh, allows you to look back at the last few years in an entirely different way. But I think this win for them is less about the players. And I think it's more about LaFleur because, you know, earlier you were talking about those coaches that were on that Washington staff. And I think if you were to ask people, hey, give me your rankings of those guys. I think one and two in some order is McVay and Shanahan. I think it just depends on how much does the Super Bowl win matter for you and and maybe what do you like about either of those guys. I think LaFleur has long been a distant third. Like People like him, but I think they've they've given credit more to Rodgers than they have to him. I think this is would be his moment to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I want you to talk about me, Mike McDaniel. He's a fun storyline too, but I belong in this conversation. So I think that of all of the head coaches that are coaching in this round, I think he actually, I mean, probably Sean McDermott, but there is a whole lot to gain for LaFleur. That said, I, I don't think there's a whole lot to lose for this franchise because I also think that they have house money like the Texans do. Well, remember, it was not that long ago, six, seven, eight weeks ago, that the the jury was very much out on Jordan Love and the idea of, is this really going to be our guy? And there was already look to, okay, well, maybe we need to use some draft capital and find another quarterback and how things have changed over the second half of the season. So I think what tomorrow represents for Jordan Love is a chance to really solidify that narrative that, nope, this is our guy. This is our dude because it's one thing to go on the road and, and beat a Cowboys team that you can argue was in their own feelings, certainly lost in space, whatever. Bad, crappy, horrible, up, miserable. They, they did put up the most points ever given up by Dallas in a playoff game which is an impressive number if you think about it. Yeah, very Every impressive. team, every franchise has suffered a humiliating playoff loss. But for the Packers to put up the most points ever against the Cowboys and, and for Jordan Love to be the guy behind it is a big deal. So I think he's already entrenched himself that Packer fans and the Packer brass all believe, yeah, this is our guy. But this could really plant, you know, this could really entrench Jordan Love as that guy. I look at the Green Bay or the, the San Francisco side of it. This is this is a Kyle Shanahan Brock Purdy moment. Yes, Kyle Shanahan is, in my opinion, and I'm not trying to be biased here. McVeigh has outperformed Shanahan. He has the Super Bowl. He's been to two of them, right? Yep. Shanahan's been to one, and 
yeah, you could say that they ran into some really bad luck when, with the injury to Purdy last year, but I, I said as much last week. San, if San Francisco does not win the NFC this year, it's going to be one of the most disappointing things this franchise has ever done because it is all there for the taking. Their number one biggest rival, the Cowboys, got knocked out. It wasn't a particularly strong or deep conference this year to begin with. The Rams, who some people thought you know could be a threat to them, certainly beat them in the end of the regular season, they got eliminated. So the door is wide open. If they can't walk through that door this year, I'm not saying Kyle Shanahan's in trouble. Don't get me wrong. Kyle Shanahan. It's just, it seems like this is that this is their time. People, people will have doubts. People will start to have doubts about his viability in the postseason. And then the same thing can be said with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was very up and down at the end of the season. The Ravens game certainly may have, you know, put a scare into some folks. You know, Brock Purdy hasn't played in many meaningful games outside of that Ravens game recently. And he's coming off of a week off. People are going to be watching him just a little bit closely this time. And we saw what Green Bay was able to do last week in frustrating Dak Prescott. If they're able to do the same thing with Brock Purdy, and I know San Francisco is a much more rounded offense. They're a much better running offense, so they can always lean on that. But I really look at this as being a Shanahan-Purdy thing in terms of what's at stake here. Shanahan's overall reputation of being able to get the job done, especially when everything is stacked for him. And Brock Purdy to maybe offset some of the critics who whose last real memory of him was that Monday night when he threw almost more passes to the Ravens than he did to his own teammates. Yeah, I think I think Purdy can, you know, he's obviously been incredible this year. Some when they lose, he he has turned into a bit of a turnover machine, and he, he will sometimes try to play hero ball. Um, I think this is a big postseason for him because he has become one of the most fun players to debate for a lot of people. Either you believe in him and you say, yeah, he has great tools around him, but he is also a big part of that, or you're just a pure doubter. And I feel like by the end of this postseason, you know, one side is going to have a great argument, and the other is going to have to eat some crow. And I look forward to seeing which side it's going to be. Crow boys. For the Tampa-Detroit game, I think for the Lions, what's at stake here is can this franchise and this current group live with success? Yeah. They've been getting a lot of pats on the back this week. They won a very emotional game last week, and Jared Goff arguably had his best – well, he had his best playoff game ever um, against his former team. But now can they live with this success? And on a a much lesser scale than San Francisco – Detroit is supposed to win this game. Correct. Tampa Bay was the last team in, in the NFC. Not a lot of people were thinking much about Tampa Bay. You got another game at home. Can this franchise, this quarterback, this team live with getting the pats on the back and live with success and back up what they were able to do? That's one of the things when you're in a new situation, we want to see you win the first time. But then we want to see what you do when you have tasted some success. So that's what I think is at stake for Detroit. Yeah, I mean, they've already, I mean, they won the division, which I think, you know, the 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 people that bought into them the most in the preseason, like that was their expectation. But a lot of people, you know, we expected them just to make the playoffs. Well, okay, they passed that test. Then they won a game. I mean, I don't want to say house money because that's way too strong because you never know how, how wide open your window is going to be. Um, but you're right. Like, they're the favorites. They should win this game. They should move on to the NFC Championship for the first time since 1991, and that was the year that they last won a playoff game. 
This is a huge chance. And I mean, they're going to know, John, by the time their game arrives, but there's an outside shot that they host another playoff game. They could be the first ever team to host three playoff games in one postseason. They need a Packers victory to get to do that, and then they would have to take care of it. Um, but that's on the table for them. You know, it's funny with the Bucks. I mean, certainly, I, I don't really know what's at stake for them because I didn't. I certainly didn't think they would be here. You know, a variety of points throughout the year. This would seem to be more about Baker and and not so much like legacy. This is more about like can Baker you know get paid more money? You know, like what what can he ultimately earn from this postseason? I think it that a lot of people have hand waved away and and rightfully so. I think to some degree the the Eagles game because it's the Eagles and they fell apart at the end of the year. But man, you beat the Lions in this atmosphere. I know what the Lions' pass defense is, and I know their issues. But this would be impressive because I think that's going to be a really tough atmosphere to go into. But the team at large, like they've already been way better than I ever expected them to be. You know, before the season. Oh, for Baker Mayfield, this is a contract game. Now yeah. he's probably, thanks to what he did in the regular season, he's probably earned himself a pretty decent opportunity, whether it's staying in Tampa or going somewhere else. He wins this game on the road in Detroit and continues to play well as he did last week. He may be earning a really big contract. So this is a chance really for a career rebirth. And I'd also look at Todd Bowles, um, I'm not saying Todd Bowles would get fired after losing this game because obviously they made the playoffs, but Todd Bowles has had, you know, a 500 career. They win this game. It's impressive. All of a sudden, Todd, Todd Bowles starts to look like a more longer-term solution because mm-hmm. I'm not sure that folks in Tampa are all that excited about him. I mean, it's one thing when you win a weak division. It's another thing when you can back that up by winning a couple of playoff games. So I think for Todd Bowles, it's a chance to – maybe keep the dogs at bay next season as they try to build on that success. And then we get to Kansas city and Buffalo and you've already said it. And we were talking about talking about this with Alan bell earlier from a team standpoint for a franchise that has never won a super bowl for a franchise that has been really, really good. Save for one other team, the team that they're playing this week, there is a lot of pressure on Buffalo to get, past Kansas City yeah so a few things in this one first of all I was thinking about the Manning Brady comp earlier so in the 2003 playoffs uh Indianapolis went to pay, to New England they lost that game in the AFC championship the next year they traveled there in the divisional round they lost that game uh they got upset the next year as a one seed and they didn't even get to play them in the AFC championship game and finally they got over the hump in 06 um, a similar kind of trajectory. Now, this is not the AFC Championship game, but they played three years ago. They played two years ago. They didn't play last year, and here they are again. I think the Bills easily have the most pressure on them of any team. I think McDermott, he could get fired. I still believe he could get fired if they lose this game, even with the strong finish down uh, at the end of the year. Um, you just This is not like a super young roster. The Green Bay Packers, they are not. Diggs is getting older. Von Miller is getting older. Um, you know, Not like Josh Allen's going to go away anytime soon. They are at home. And as someone, John, who has been watching a franchise that has the weight of, of not just 2023 on them, but the weight of 2013 and 2003 and 1998, the Bills, this group has... Pressure from two years ago in 13 seconds. They have pressure from 1990, 1991, 1992, 1993, and they're at home. And And I watched my team absolutely fold like a cheap suit when things went against them early on. And of all the teams to play, like I think this is super cool for them because if they get past uh, the Chiefs, I think that they will go to the Super Bowl. Um, if they don't, 
uh, it's going to be really, really hard for them to recover from this. And on the other side, dude, I mean, this is all legacy now. Every every Kansas City moment moving forward is about legacy because as we went through earlier, like oddly in his, you know, what, fifth postseason, this is the first time he's ever gone on the road in the playoffs. Just a wild, wild stat um, that you would kind of never expect before. Um, so they, like they win that and it's like, okay, what can't this guy do? Can they go back to another AFC title game? That's, that's where Patrick Mahomes' season has, like that's the floor of every season he has ever played in is the AFC championship game. Um, this is about, for them, it's legacy. For the Bills, I would say this is everything. This is absolutely everything for that franchise. The, if there's people in Buffalo thinking that McDermott should be fired if they lose this game, I'm sorry, that's stupid. Sean McDermott's a good coach. They, they, they're in, they're in, that's even more ridiculous than the Ryan Day talk. Almost. almost. <laughs> I'll just leave it Ryan. at that. But I agree with you. I agree with you. But there's a lot of pressure on Buffalo because they finally got him at home. They have the opportunity. They have a chance to knock off the dragon. I do think for Mahomes, this is a chance for him to prove that he's not a trust fund baby, that he can just rely on playing Apple home baby. playoff games. Do you really I think know- that that's the case? Like you think he's a tr- I- trust fund baby? That's way too harsh. That's not it's not it's it's not meant harshly. I know, but, but he's people, earned it. Trust people, fund babies don't earn their money. They get it because they're trust fund babies. He's earned home field advantage. That's great. He's earned home field advantage, but but just as just as people sometimes would question and, and yes, Tom Brady ended up proving it, but they they won a weak division for two decades. It was a for the most part a terrible division. Now the difference was Brady was able to go on the road and win some playoff games. There are people that will wonder aloud. It doesn't take away the Super Bowls. I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes will lose his Hall of Fame credentials if he doesn't win this game. But people will wonder, hey, can he win on the road in the postseason? That's where that's where the boys become men in a lot of cases. There will be some doubters, some doubters. It does not take away the two rings. It does not take away all the AFC championship game appearances and the great numbers that he's put up in the postseason. But he needs to complete the resume. And without having that road playoff win or playoff wins, plural, it it will feel just a little incomplete. That's all I'm saying. So there is a little bit at stake. I know. I just said like trust fund. Trust fund baby seemed way too like... That seems Stephen A. Smith first takey, and I don't think that's you know. So I just I, I just wouldn't have said it's a, that. It's a figure of. Speech. I know, but again, trust fund baby, trust fund babies literally don't earn their keep. He has earned home field advantage in these places. He has earned it. He has. He, has, he, has, yeah. he has earned it. There's yeah. no doubt. I think this it. is an oddity more than it's like an indictment on him that he hasn't had you know a road playoff game. Well, it's it it, it can be it, it can be both a. It can be both a compliment and a curse. It could be, hey, where's the rest of the AFC? Someone couldn't figure it out. I mean, remember, there was one year the Chiefs kind of backed into the number one Well, they haven't been. This some is, weird things have happened. Yeah, this so. is the third time he's entered the playoffs, not as a number one seed. It's just the right. other years they were always at two. And so this was the first time exactly. where it was like you take care of business in the first round and you're going to be on the road in the round two. Exactly. So there is what we think is at stake. Now, what do we think will actually happen in the games Well, I continue to disrespect the Chiefs by picking against them. We are going to pick all of these games, plus the other items of the weekend. And someone put in a Polynesian Bowl prop. Are you kidding me? Polynesian Bowl. Big Polynesian overreaction. Mm. 1620 The Zone.